Well, hey, uh, Fellowship Memphis and friends of Fellowship Memphis, excited for you to be uh, with us here on this episode of The Grind, where we celebrate doers and makers and risk takers and those who grind every day uh, to make something happen, make something happen here in Memphis, Tennessee. And we love celebrating people we know that are kind of in our orbit and uh, around our family uh, that are taking risk. And uh, we like to talk about ideas and opinions are a dime a dozen, but grinders are rare. And so I'm excited for you to meet one of those this morning, someone who grinds it out, trying to make a musical career. I want to welcome McKenna Bray. McKenna, welcome. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. Um, Hey, we want to get into your story and then I would love for them to kind of hear where things are now as a mm-hmm. singer and songwriter and yeah. things that are happening for you. But yeah, before we get into the current and the now, um, I'd love to hear some of your stories. Yeah. So tell me about growing up in the early years and, yeah. and you're a Memphis native, correct? I'm a Memphis native. All right. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up, I grew up um, in Collierville and my parents, I have a sister, two younger brothers. Okay. And so I'm the second and I grew up literally just doing sports and literally nothing musical. Okay. So when I started a music career, That's they were like, what That's is not going normally on? the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I felt like Zach Efron on High School Musical. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't start my music career until I was 20. Wow. And so I was heavy involved with like athletics, yeah. student council. I played lacrosse and I cheered in high school. Okay. And did the whole like went to Disney for nationals, yeah. went to like state stuff and just competed a lot. And I, yeah, I did not pursue anything musically okay. until college. And so I mean, childhood was great. Yep. I have two strong believing parents. Oh, and so that's, are um, they still in Cargo? They're still in, well, they're actually in Rossville okay. now. They yeah. moved out to the country. Okay. Yeah. They have like 20 acres awesome. and uh, some land. So it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, we grew up there. And when I went off to college, this is kind of when everything kind of changed for me because okay. I felt like I could sing, Yeah, you know, like you can hear yourself in the shower yeah. kind of thing. I didn't know if it was real or not. Um, and so went off to school. Where and was that? Where, where? I went to UT okay. in Knoxville. Knoxville. So go Vols. And um, when I got to college my freshman year, I felt, I felt like I was missing out on a part of me that Ooh. I think God wanted me to explore okay. and open up. And so this was my freshman year and i remember this is such a specific story i was driving down to the beach for a vacation and the song by the all sons and daughters called me higher yep, came yep. and like the first line is i could just sit i could just sit and wait oh. for all your goodness and hope to feel your presence i could just stay i could just stay right where i am and never leave home and never let these walls down but you've called me higher you've mm. called me de- my, you've called me deeper and i'll go where you will lead me lord wow. and so i felt kind of convicted by that because mm. I was, I think I grew up very easy. Like yeah. everything was kind of safe structured and, and yeah, safe. Yeah. And um, I think there was a part of me that God wanted me to be more vulnerable and wow. transparent and put myself out there in an artistic way. And so that was really what kind of changed my life. Wow. And so I sent a voice memo. <laughs> to so the very next thing was <laughs> yeah. you created a voice. Okay, yeah. great. So I'm curious about like, those things. I need to, I was like, I, I just wanted to pursue music somehow. I just loved it. Yeah. And so then I sent a voice memo to my church at Grace of Anne. That's where I yeah, grew up. Yeah. And um, then they asked me to sing the offertory song oh, wow. my freshman year. So yeah. I came back home for Christmas. Were you and, nervous? Oh my gosh. I was terrified. <laughs> I like, hey, I don't even like to watch that video anymore because it's like so gross. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't like listening I don't, to I hate early it. sermons early I preach. Early stages either, yeah. are terrible. Yeah. So, um, but I did that, and then I went back to college, and I started leading worship. So at the end of that, you felt relief. It felt fun. Yes. Felt fulfilling. Like it what? felt. I felt so relieved because okay. I kind of felt like I just like expressed what I felt like God had been wanting me to do okay. this yeah. whole time. That's cool. Because I have this gift, and I was not letting anybody hear about it, yeah. you know? And So, like, not even your parents or siblings would have said, Mm-mm. oh, McKenna's they were, a good Everyone singer. was like, what the heck? Wow. They're freaking out. And yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just, my family, no one's really musical. Yeah, and yeah. so there wasn't this atmosphere where I felt, not that they were, you know, not sure. safe. It was just like we were. It's not what y'all did. No, it's what we did. Yeah, yeah. And so it felt very odd. <laughs> and so then I went back to school okay. after that. And um, there was a position to sing at, at RUF yeah. and lead worship there. And so I started leading worship for wow. RUF the rest of college. Yeah. And then. So did you learn an instrument as well? The, so when did you pick I up a guitar? I picked up a guitar. Actually, I was 18 when I picked it up. Okay. My brother's best friend actually played. Okay. And so he taught me literally four chords, gotcha. which is all you really need, you okay. know? And so then I put it away. Yep. And then I picked it back up about three years ago. Okay. So. Would you lead worship at RUF with a guitar? Or were I you was just, just a singer. Okay. We had awesome. a guitar player and right. cellist Good. and all yeah. those kind of things. So yeah. I had the easy route. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so now you're in to yes. it on like a weekly basis. Yeah, and you're kind of known Tuesday, as a singer. Every Tuesday I sang yeah. and it was just a nice outlet for me because okay. I was, I majored in business. Okay. And so it was a good kind of escape, yeah. I think, from the analytical, logistical brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so then after that, this is kind of really where it all completely turned. Okay. Um, I studied abroad in yeah. Florence, Italy. Okay. and that's cool. It was amazing. Yeah. I was kind of tired of the business school. Yeah, and this so is what, two, 2000? I was, is 2012. Okay. Or th- 13. Okay, 13. Anyways, I was a sophomore in college. Four or five years ago, okay. Yes, yep. and so I studied abroad in Florence, okay. and I felt, again, I was like, I wanted to not do a business class while yeah. I was there, yep. so I took an oil painting and a wine tasting class. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> and awesome. it was great. I yeah. had the most fun. I loved the arts, yeah. and like I just indulged in the culture there, yeah. and it was just amazing. And then, again, I just felt like God was, just kept pushing on my heart to continue doing this more and more. Very so cool. came back from that and I didn't know where to start. So I submitted an, a video to American Idol. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what happened. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I submitted a video because I didn't want to go wait in line. Okay. And I was didn't know that nervous. was an option to submit it, a video. It is an option. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to do it, there you go, go for it, people. Um, what, what was the song? <laughs> I sang a Martina McBride okay. song. Um, I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> It was so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Um, and so then two weeks later, I got a call back. Oh, my gosh. From the pro- one of the producers of the show. You just saw a number on your phone. You didn't recognize it. Yeah, I didn't recognize it. And I was like, oh, should I answer this? And I, I did. And they were like, hi, is this is McKenna. And I was like, yes. <laughs> what did they say? They were like, hi, we received your video. And we would like to have a private audition no for way. you in Nashville. And I was Unbelievable. like, what the heck? Yeah. I was like, yes, of yeah. course. And then I was like, you know, I thought I was going to like make it on the show. Sure. My life was going to change and everything. This is what God wanted me to do. Yeah. And that's not what happened. Uh, okay. So what did happen? <laughs> so I go back home. So you go to Nashville. Well, I go to Nashville, but before I went to Nashville, okay. I had a voice lesson. My dad uh, was like, you should take a voice lesson. That's a good idea. Sounds like that's wise. Good, good dad wisdom. So yeah. I took a voice lesson with a woman named Susan Marshall. Okay. And after that voice lesson, she said, I don't want you making it. 
because I they're going to take you and make you like a puppet. Wow. And you're going to kind of, you know, be their product. That's right. That's and right. I want you to experience what it's like to be an artist and write yourself. And there's just so much wow. you, to learn that I want you to learn it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I went, I still went and tried out to get the experience. Yep, and, yep. you know, honestly, it was a blessing because I did not make it. Okay. And I was so nervous, yeah, like bet. jittery in my throat. Who were the <laughs> uh, the judges? Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes judges before gotcha. you get to okay, the main the celebrity, ones. Yeah. And you got to have a good story. My yeah. story wasn't cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and then there's only two judges left on the panel. There's right. supposed to be like six, yeah. but I had a 5:30 slot. I'm sure they're okay. tired. <laughs> but yeah, it did, did not did not work out. And so once that happened, um, Susan said that she wants to manage me wow. full time. Okay. So she must have seen something in you, heard yeah, something in she, you. I think she saw something. Like the first time I opened my mouth and sang for her, she yeah. said she wanted to produce me. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't even know you. You're I right. just met you. Yeah, totally. What, now, what was her story? What, is she, she is, um, She gosh, she's got quite the resume. She yeah. is a member of the Recording Academy and okay. was once the president and trustee of the Memphis chapter. Wow. And she's performed with um, the Afghan Wigs, Leonard Skinner, wow. Aerosmith. Okay. She's got a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. So to have her, you know, opinion means a lot. So now you have this awesome mentor who's able to kind of guide and help you. Like, what did that look like and how helpful was that? Yeah, it was so helpful because I genuinely knew nothing about the music industry. And I was majoring in business, which is helpful because you can honestly compare the two. And um, they do work together, but there's a whole nother music business side I didn't know about. Okay. And so we would have voice lessons like once a like I would try whenever I'd come back from school, I would go to her house for like an hour, an hour and a half, just like practice voice lessons. I started playing guitar. I started playing piano and then we, she was like, you should write a song. And so then I started writing and it just opened up this world that I knew nothing about. All right. Before we get into writing, because I'm curious about that. Yeah. For those who've never had a voice lesson and has no idea what a voice lesson is. I've heard that, but like Mm -hmm. what, 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 how do voice lessons work? So it's kind of like, I mean, it's like you're going to practice. You go in and you're practicing on your vocals. So my teacher, Susan, would be on the piano and we would do scales and you would do exercises. So like you're doing an exercise on the football field, you're just exercising your vocals where you're like going, do, re, mi, fa, so all of those things. And then there's a lot of techniques. and Like breathing. Yeah, breathing techniques. And there's some really weird ones that you, I won't do on a podcast, but um, (laughs) it really just can help stretch your range. Okay. Um, it's really helpful. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So how did this songwriting world open up for you? Yeah. Like what'd that look like? So I started writing and, um, I really just kind of used like what I grew up listening to mm-hmm. kind of like a format where it's like verse, chorus, right. verse, chorus, bridge, you know, all yeah. of those little things. And then I would send her, um, what I wrote and she would kind of critique it or yeah. tell me like, wow. That was really good. And then she introduced me to the co-writing world, which is where you go into another room with another songwriter and you write a song together. And then once you do that, you get plugged in with VMI or ASCAP or CSAC or any of those performance royalty organizations. And then you can... Just lyrics or all the music? music, Everything? All lyrics. um, I'm more of a lyricist than um, the music. Okay. (laughs) But... Yeah, so that's kind of how yeah. I got started. So tell me more about co-writing. That's interesting to me. Um, how 
how does that tend to work? Yeah. Is it just you throw out ideas, the other person throw out ideas? Mm-hmm. And you... The first one, the first time I ever did a co-write was I was terrified. Okay. Because you're like in a room with someone you don't really know. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, but once you form this connection with them, yeah. it's so easy and it's actually so cool because you get to see what is going on in their brain. Huh. And it's such a vulnerable place because you're kind of exposing like yeah. parts of you that are like the best songs are songs that are like topics that are hard to talk about or like things you don't want to bring up or whatever. And so you just, it is kind of like therapy (laughs) sometimes and you get to bounce ideas off of each other and it's such a cool experience starting with nothing and then ending with a song. That's crazy. We were just talking, so we team prepare for our sermons. So every Tuesday morning we do something, we get around this table and we're Mm kind of looking, we're we're looking at a text like Ecclesiastes nine or whatever. But uh, we were just laughing about how Jason Cook and just, we we all, our first thought is different from the other person's Mm -hmm. thought, but just that collaboration we think leads to better sermons. I'm sure sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't know like what, there's so much depth I think that each person has to offer. Yeah. So you started submitting songs yeah. to see if other artists would pick them well, up. Well, that's kind of where I'm at now. So that's where like a publishing deal comes into play. Okay. So right now I'm in a place where I was just writing for me. Okay. And so my whole first album is... Which, that, which is awesome. I listened to it the other day. Thanks. When did that come out? That came out June 29th. Okay. This past June. Yeah. Yeah. So that... And then... Um, so when did the performance side of you your career start yeah that started about a year ago okay um and that has been a definitely like a working work in progress yeah 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 (laughs) um it's way easier for me to sit behind a guitar and write okay than to be on stage but it's i've gotten way more used to it yeah yeah and um, how did you go from not performing to your first performance so susan again again having a mentor i think has been the best thing for me i would not have would not have any of this without yeah. that. Um, she um, worked at Lafayette's at okay. one point and she works at Abena. Yep. And so she knows the gigging scene. Yep. And so she was also not only managing me, but kind of booking me. And yep. I played at Lafayette's music room, which is just. Was that the first time you performed yes, at Lafayette? It's okay. crazy. It's such a cool place. place. Yeah. Yes. So I played there one Christmas. I played like two songs. Okay. I was just like her featured guest for the, for the evening. So okay. I was so were nervous. Were you more nervous <laughs> then or when you were uh, doing the offertory song years oh, earlier? Oh my gosh. I think I was more nervous <laughs> for the Lafayette thing yeah. than at church. <laughs> okay. So you were going to play two of your own songs mm-hmm. with your guitar. Yes. On stage at Lafayette. Yeah. And how did that, how'd you experience that? Had, that one, you know, combining playing the guitar and singing at the yeah. same time, it's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a learned skill. Yeah. So it's gotten a lot better. At okay. first I was like crouched over, sitting down in the chair, yeah. kind of like shoulders up uh-huh. and super tense. Yeah. I hate looking back at videos. <laughs> Again, my parents have so many. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. So that just started a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then t- tell me how that evolved and kind of the work. Yeah. I've gotten to do that. a lot more performances. I've traveled all over the Mid-South and wow. did like a, a mini like cheerleading tour. Okay. And so I went to all these cheer camps and okay. played for these cheerleaders, which was so fun. And then I've which gotten... Which was your previous world. Yeah, so yeah, it's my so previous world. Totally so I was, there, yeah. I was once there. And yeah. then I've performed the national anthem at Disney World's The Arena, their oh, new wow. facility. Yeah, yeah. And I've gotten to play at the Preds game, which awesome. was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've gotten to do some really cool things with my job. Yeah. And then from kind of the, the 
festival side up. Mm-hmm. Was it Mempho? I yes, saw you I got to play at Mempho Fest. Awesome. That was How so was cool. That? It was amazing. I mean, yeah. we, I played in like the super VIP, which is the up and coming kind of area, yep, which was yep. honestly great because you got cool. to be treated really nice for yeah. just a short little set. You, you and Post Malone pulled <laughs> off that, Malone. Fest, that festival together. <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, so tell me what life looks like now. Like what are what are you? How do you? I think a ton of people would love to be a songwriter. A ton, ton of people would love to be an artist, a performer. Yeah. Uh, and and don't realize the work yes, that it takes. Obviously, work. there's a there's an emotional price tag because, mm-hmm. like you said, there's a vulnerability to get your voice out there. Yes. You're, you're inviting critics, like yeah. you're sharing very yeah. intimate uh, details about your life. That's that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell us. So you're uh, trying to be able to do this, yes. and tell tell us what that looks like, yeah. like on a day to day basis. Yeah, on a day to day, there are definitely days where I want to just kind of quit. If yeah. I'm being honest, because um, I don't love putting myself out there like yeah. that. Like I sometimes will be like, oh my gosh, it'd be easier if I had a nine to five, yep. and I had a schedule that I could hang out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and not be like, I'm sorry, I have this gig that popped up or, Hey, I've yeah. got a co-writing session. That's at eight. You yeah. know, it's just, it's all really random. Yep. And then you're having to think about building your brand. Right. I was going to ask you about that. But you're that. also having to separate yourself from your brand. Wow. And so there's a lot Talk of Talk about that. Like, so what yeah. is that? What is how, how that? That was you... like an emotional thing. I did yeah. go to counseling. Yes. Good. <laughs> I highly recommend. Yes. Um, but it's hard. Um, I literally would have conversations with my family and just, couldn't shake the brand. Wow. I was like, I have to get out of myself. Yes, yeah. And so when we were talking about music or whatever yeah. it is, I would take a physical object, okay. put it on the table and say, okay, this is McKenna Bray. We're talking about her. But I'm not associating with her right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> separate yourself. Yeah. Just to separate myself and like even setting boundaries. Cause I mean, you could be thinking about a song idea yeah. or the next gig or all the logistics behind getting to and from a gig and yeah. which musicians are you going to hire? Yeah. And, um, Oh, you also have to social media yourself. I was going to ask you about social media. And Talk to me website. about your, yeah, the lessons you've learned on allowing social media to help yeah. your brand communicate, mm-hmm. build social a fan base. Social media has been yeah. so helpful, but there's, I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I mean, is. one side of it, it's such an opportunity because, uh-huh. you know, back in the day, you couldn't promote yourself like That's you right. can now. Yeah. Also, you can promote yourself so much that you're always thinking about yourself. Yes, yes. So as a Christian, as a yeah. Christ follower and, and, uh, you come across so humble and which I Thank definitely you. appreciate, but like, what's that journey like yeah. of going, that one, I'm, I'm not comfortable yeah. talking about myself right. publicly, but I kind of yeah. need to do, let people know I've got a concert coming yeah, up and I all know, those kinds so of things. It's so weird. It's a really weird balance. <laughs> yeah. um, God has really taught a lot about himself through this to yeah. me. And I will get so in my head sometimes yeah. about promoting myself and yeah. doing a gig, but really it's like, why am I doing this? Yes. And it's, I'm on this earth to love and love people like Jesus did and to share his name. And if that means me being on stage, that's how I'm going to do it. And so I'm promoting something so much bigger than McKenna Bray. And so if I have to, I have to keep that in my brain because if I don't, I get so exhausted so fast because it's a lot of weight to carry when you're in the quote unquote public eye. And I'm really not that big into it right now, but it still feels that way sometimes. Okay. So what's what's coming around the corner? Are there any anything you got scheduled, or are you working yeah. on another album, or like what else? I actually have a children's book that's okay. coming out tomorrow. You emailed me about that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Tell us about that. How did yeah. that come to be? So that is another huge part of my story. Okay. Long, long story short, I was in a phase where I was not really confident in my skills as a singer. Yep. And then I had a performance one night, and I came back home, and I 
literally could tell the Holy Spirit was telling me to pick up this poetry book. Mm. I was like, that's so weird. Why? But I could not go to bed. Mm. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll go pick it up. So I picked it up. And the first page I flipped to was a poem by Robert Browning called Six Songs from Pippa Passes. Okay. And it was more geared towards adults. But it described Pippa as this innocent yet confident singer who travels and heals people with her music. And I was like... Just started crying because yeah, yeah. I was just like, I felt like God was prophesying over me yeah. in a really weird way. And yeah. I was like kind of thanking him for that because I was in a place where I didn't know if I wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I woke up and I was like, that would be the best children's book idea. Kind of gave you a vision for what yeah, that could like, be. Yeah, like this, this would be so cool. And then I wrote a book within a month about a girl who travels and she plays music and wow. she heals people. But it's more of like a, if a little boy scrapes his knee, she yeah, goes and comforts yeah, yeah. him with her song. That's and so cool. There's a lullaby So what's the name of it? That. What's the name of the? It's called Pippa. Pippa, awesome. Mm-hmm. And where can people get it if they want to check it out? They can get it on my website, mckinnonbray.com. Okay. Awesome. Or um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's everywhere. Everywhere. That's so fun. Did you self-publish it? Did you I go did. with the publisher? Okay. I self-published yeah. it. Um, Covenant Books picked it up, but it's like a self-publishing deal. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so cool. And then, uh, well, that's great. And then I saw on your Instagram you're doing some painting. Yes, I am. Okay. I so also that, paint. That got birthed in Italy when you were yeah, abroad on the class. Yeah, I was abroad. And, and like I, even my freshman year, my roommate painted. And okay. I always loved to paint, but we would just like paint together sometimes and she was started selling hers and I was like that's a great idea to make some extra money yeah. on the side and yeah. as a you know musician starting out it's really hard to make an income yeah. and yeah. so right now I'm painting on the side okay and babysitting on the side awesome and love hearing that yeah. yeah so that's the grind that is the grind <laughs> yeah well that's um uh that's just so awesome that you're willing to do whatever to mm-hmm. kind of help finance yeah this I'm like I'm very open about where I am yep. and I'm not, you know, this huge successful artist sure. by any means. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're getting after it. And uh, tell us a little bit about your family. I know uh, you got a husband. I do. Yeah. I got married on May 18th, awesome. actually. So yeah, newlywed. Newlywed. We've been married for like five months. Yeah. And his name's Hall Ballinger. Awesome. He's the best. That's great. I'm going to make him listen to it just so you can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Well, uh that is awesome. So, uh, is album number two in the works? Or um, yes, it always it always is. It's just kind of always perpetually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've been writing for this one. You know, I mean, since I started writing, really, yeah, there's yeah. a couple songs I think I'm ready to put on there, yeah. but those take about two years yeah. to really get finished. Oh man, what a project! Yes. Well, if we have any young aspiring artists or mm-hmm. young people that. Um, maybe think they might have a gift, but they're not quite sure. Yeah. Insecurity has yes. kept them from getting out there or they're an artist and they don't, they're afraid to put their voice out there. Like what, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to a, a fellow journeyman, journey woman on that, on that journey yeah. of trying to figure out That's what to do with question. that? I think the, what they should just start is just, just to start. Yeah. That's, you know, um, ignoring the critics, mm. ignoring your insecurities, you know, like I think, when God blesses those with courage yeah. and when we step out in faith, yep. like that's what God calls us to do. Yep. And so I think, you know, even when it comes to songwriting, just start writing songs. If yeah. you don't know where to go with them, I would say like from a business standpoint to get plugged in to either BMI or okay. ASCAP yep. and then start meeting people in Nashville. Yeah. And then you start pitching songs yep. and Talk to me about it yeah, if you want. You know, totally. I've got some connections now, but I mean, there's ways to get plugged in with, yeah. you know, performance royalty organizations and just finding a mentor. Yeah. So. 
couple other questions. I'll yeah. let you go. Yeah. Uh, how have you dealt with criticism? Have, have you, whether it's weird people on Twitter saying mean things mm -hmm. or whether it's, uh, even professionally, yeah. someone not liking your work or criticizing yeah. a performance? Like, how, how have you dealt with that? Yeah, there are days where I think I handle it well and days where I don't handle okay. it well. Yeah. Um, I think for the most part on social media, I mean, there have been some people who have come like, oh, that's nice. You use a little work. <laughs> and I was like, I well, luckily <laughs> I have the option of like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I posted a video on rehearsal one day and yeah. that's what I got. And yeah. I was like, well, that was just rehearsal. I don't like have to like fight back on right. social media. I don't want to be lame. Yeah. So I'll just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Tell us about some of your favorite places in Memphis, favorite places to hang out, places oh, you and your husband like to eat. Uh, um, gosh, that's, there's so many. Honestly, I love sushi. Yep. Sakura is okay. like my jam. Yeah. Um, but we also, my favorite coffee shop is Beltar Artisans. Oh, good. Yeah. Which yeah. shout out to. Yeah, yeah. We featured Micah, yeah, Micah. Uh, on uh, the earlier Grind podcast. So, yes. Yeah, you get to it's go, the, go hear stories. Really the well. coolest place. Yeah. Um, I just also love Bell Garden. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do, and Bias because I get to play there, but Very cool. the atmosphere is really cool. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thanks, McKenna. Thanks yeah, for being thanks with us and tell us some me. of your story. I and uh, it. Fellowship Memphis, we'll see you soon.